Hey there. I told you I was coming back tomorrow. Uh, I, I decided after I slept on it a little bit, I thought, you know what would be a better idea? How about I wait an entire week and let's just see how this plays out because I might have done two hours worth of talking only to have uh, our pandemic last a little bit longer than I spent talking. Uh, so uh, we've gotten a full week into this since I posted my videos. I'm more than two weeks into having been home for the entire time, except to go out and get essentials. And as most of you know at this point, by the things that have been told to us, uh, well, in my county, we're locked down completely, except for essentials, until April the 13th. And the guidelines that were given to us yesterday were it's preferential that people stay this way at least until April the 30th. So just as I said in the first couple of videos, this is not going away. It's not going to be an easy fix. It's not just going to poof and the world is going to go back to what it was before. We're in this now and there's not very many people that can say that this isn't a real thing, that, that this isn't uh, affecting us because it is. Thankfully for the people that uh, have watched the, the last two videos, watched a few more things I've done online and understood that they needed to call me and hire me for stuff. Thank you if you've done that. Uh, we've done a little bit of work down in the studio to help the income coming in more and more. But it's not nearly what it was before, you know. 150 bucks, 200 bucks in a week, which is pittance compared to what, yeah, you get it. I wanted to uh, talk with you in this last part, especially since we're a week into this, about things to avoid during this time, besides other people, which is easy to do. But before we do that, I wanted to add one more thing that I think, especially being a week into it now, I've, I've really come to, to accept, and that's my feelings, my feelings about all of this. When I, when I grew up, uh, my dad was a, he was a, he was a man's man, right? And so if you fell down and skint your knee or if you, you know, got hit by a ball in the head, uh, any number of things, uh, what you didn't do is you didn't cry. You didn't, uh, act up. You didn't, he always said, you know, rub some dirt on it. Come on, man. It's all right. Rub some dirt on it. Now, I remember when I broke my arm uh, when I was in elementary school. I wasn't going to rub dirt on that. But, uh, you know, the genuine uh, general tenor of how I grew up and how a lot of you grew up is if you've got some feelings and they're negative feelings, uh, let's, let's don't, let's squelch those things. Let's get rid of those things. I'm going to tell you the exact opposite. I want you, if you haven't already in this week, I want you to completely embrace your feelings about what has happened and what is happening to you. If you're sad, it's okay to be sad. If you're mad, it's okay to be mad. What I'm not going to tell you how to feel, but I am going to tell you, embrace those feelings. Sit with those feelings. Get to know those feelings. That's the only way you're going to work through them and work into what happens next. 
So I wanted to add that to my list of things to do because I don't think I talked about it before. But let's get into the things to avoid during this time. And a weekend, you're probably going to see that a few of these have been on your list of to-dos. The, the first thing I'm going to suggest, I'm trying to pick the right word here because I'm not preaching at you. Uh, I'm going to suggest that you avoid the news as much as possible. Now, I'm not saying be completely uninformed. What I'm saying is I want you to think about limiting yourself to only a few qualified websites, the CDC, Johns Hopkins, things that um, are probably put together by the medical community, things that are put together by the folks that have the knowledge and the experience and the research to guide us through these things. And if you've got to watch television news, here's what I can guarantee you. If you'll limit yourself to 30 to 60 minutes per day, you'll find out everything that you need to know. It could be 30 minutes at night and 30 minutes the next morning. It could be all in one shot. If you've got 30 minutes to an hour in the morning or 30 minutes to hour at night, then uh, maybe that's when you consume your news. It doesn't matter which network you're looking at. Avoid the punditry shows. Go for the, as close as you can get in this world now, to, to pure news. I call it just the facts. It's, it's, you know, the dragnet of news. It's what Walter Cronkite used to be. Limit yourself to 30 to 60 minutes of that stuff per day and look for the facts. Because the spin is really only there to hold your attention and to sell ads. That really is it. I want your attention because I want to be helpful. I want to be encouraging. I'm not really selling you anything right now. I'm just talking to you. That's not really the case with all of the news channels, whether it's the 24-hour news cycle or the evening news on your local station. Uh, everything is somewhat hyperbolic or heightened. It's all meant to have a little extra drama to it. It's all meant to really engross you and, and grab your attention and hold you there for a long amount of time so they can serve ads to you. So I like to think that people already realize that, but in looking at what people do and not what they say, uh, whether how they spend their time or what they post online, uh, I would say that uh, that very first one is not quite as obvious as I would like it to be. So the next one, piggybacking off of that, is online discussions. And really, not just Facebook or Twitter or any kind of non-face-to-face -face interaction ultimately is going to be a waste of your time. Now, I'm not saying I haven't left comments on people's posts, uh, it, especially if I was trying to be helpful uh, or especially if I was trying to show my support for someone. Uh, maybe they were voicing having a difficult time. Yeah, I would leave a comment. And, and I do scan through a few times a day, scan through the feeds on my social networks. If you're not watching a whole lot of news, if there's something newsworthy that you missed happens in the middle of the day, I will guarantee you one 30-second scan through your news feed on Facebook or Twitter or however you get that stuff one 30-second scan, you'll be caught up on whatever it is. And then if it's something that's important enough, maybe take a minute and do some research. Go to a, a reputable website. 
uh, something that uh, doesn't have uh, huff in the name or um, something that isn't intentionally meant to be salacious or get your ire up. I think I'm good there on that. I think you understand that uh, long, drawn-out discussions on threads are not going to change anybody's mind. And confirmation bias and the way it's built into the algorithms for social media are really just serving you up more of what you comment on. So uh, if, if I have any, any other advice for what to do with social media, I would tell you try and snooze or wipe off, get rid of, dump, anything that uh, seems very spun or opinionated. Try and keep things in your feed, and the algorithms are built to give you stuff that's not just the facts. They want to grab your attention and pull you in because facts aren't enough usually. But try and curate your feeds as much as you can. My mother didn't realize that there's an, an artificial intelligence that tracks all the things she looks at and likes and posts and uh, every interaction she has online and in some cases even reads your emails or in the case of your phone listens to your conversations and that AI takes the the entire conglomerate of that stuff and that's what it uses to decide what to show you so I, th- I thought everybody knew that but I, my mother didn't know it that's for sure uh, um, my wife didn't know it and uh they're both smart ladies. So, um, yeah, limit your time with, with the online discussion stuff. Just realize that's not the, you're not going to change anyone's mind, number one. But number two, in that venue, it's not built for real debate. It's not really built for thoughtful discussion. If you want to have thoughtful discussion, you can uh, do the thing that I'm going to tell you next, which is to avoid being alone. Uh, the worst thing that you can do, and, and I'm guilty of it, especially when I have a lot of work, is to live a very solitary life without a lot of contact with the outside world other than work-related stuff. Well, a lot of us aren't working now, so the default mode is to grab some of these distractions and continue to be alone. That's the worst thing that you could do right this moment. If you've got family that are in your house with you, spend time with them. Sit at the kitchen table together. If you're going to watch a television show, find something that everybody likes to watch and watch it together. Something that everyone can enjoy. I'm going to come back to TV in a second, though. If you enjoy going outside, there's nothing wrong going out in your backyard, your front yard. If you've got dogs, uh, go with your family and throw the balls to the dogs. Do something. Walk them around the block. Keep your social distance from everyone else, but get outside. Try and be with those people that are closest to you in physical proximity and be really present. I've made it a point to leave my phone in places uh, at certain points and times throughout this week so that I didn't have access to it. I couldn't just pick the thing up and stare at it, like my son's staring at his phone right now off camera. So uh, (laughs) he didn't like that. He didn't like that at all. (laughs) No, I'm I'm picking on him. Uh, Every 15 minutes I turn around and and ask him, uh, is what's in that phone really that important? Quit looking at that phone. There's nothing in that phone you need. Everything you need is right here. 
And, and I do mean that. I really do mean that. So uh, if you don't have, or if you don't have a lot of people around you physically, or uh, like in our case, there's me and two other people in this house, and I can get on your nerves after a while. I understand that. Uh, then maybe it's time to sort of everybody have a place in the house that's theirs, and that's the time that you take to do the next thing, which is uh, go in and have a conference call with a friend, either on the phone or on Zoom or Skype or one of these services, and uh, spend time talking to a friend. If you can use video chat, Video chat with a friend. Uh, I find with my parents, my phone conversations are much better with my parents when we're using FaceTime or we're using Skype or Zoom or some other video conferencing software because we can actually see the person. And when we're talking to them, they're pay they obviously have to pay attention to us. And when they're talking to us, we actually have to pay attention. It's the closest thing you're going to get to a real conversation without having the person in the room. Uh, maybe set up two or three of those and, and text a friend. Say, hey, I got some time at 2 o'clock. You want to you wanna hit a FaceTime and just catch up for a few minutes? Uh, I, uh, my good friend, Shannon Corey, he uh, fell off his roof over the weekend. He was up there doing some maintenance stuff, some cleaning stuff. Fell, fell off the roof and hurt his back pretty badly. So if not every day, every other day, I've at least tried to text and call, say, how are you doing? What's going on? His status may not have changed from day to day, but that, that's not the reason for me calling. The reason for me calling is, is, is to talk with him and interact with him and show real human concern for what's going on with him. And, you know, depending on who you talk to in my family, that's a big step for, for me, somebody who's pretty consumed in just what he does. Anything that you can do... Uh, to limit the amount of time that you're alone, the amount of time that you stay in your own head, because especially if you front load that with all this sensationalized media and then spend a lot of time in your head, you can go nuts. In a week, you, you could go completely nuts. So, uh, avoid being alone. The next thing is avoid watching too much television or too much YouTube or uh, too much of what I call lean back engagement where with a television, you're not leaning forward and actively engaging like you would in a conversation with television, with YouTube, with uh, any, especially any of those video mediums. Uh, I'm, I'm, and I appreciate the fact you're on Facebook or YouTube and you're watching this right now. Uh, or you're listening to it in the podcast feeds, but uh, don't spend too much time with that lean back interaction because it really just, uh, it ends up being pointless after a while. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. We got halfway through Ozark this week, and uh, within the next uh, week, we'll get through the other half of it. So we won't binge watch it one day, but over the course of a couple of weeks, we'll get through Ozark. But that's a television show that, that my family likes, and so we'll watch it together. If you spend most of your time mindlessly, endlessly watching this lean back television stuff, a few things are going to happen. Number one, the old cabeza is going to get a little bit dull. Your thinking's going to get a little bit dull. You're going to be a little slower on the draw. You're also going to find at the end of this time, 
whether it's two weeks or two months or longer, if you've spent the majority of that time with uh, television, Netflix, scrolling endlessly and watching endless YouTubes over and over again, or like I've hollered at my son a good bit this week for uh, video games. Video games inherently not a bad thing. You know, if you want to, take an hour or two a day. Uh, yeah, I just said two hours on video games. And he's looking, like, he just got wide-eyed. He was like, two hours on video games? He said that? Yeah, I did. Uh, take two hours. And and uh, enjoy that two hours of your video games. But even that, even though that seems like a lean-in engagement, it really isn't. Uh, what it allows you to do is completely check out of the physical realm. And I know people, there's going to be some people that really hit me on this one because they love video games. Sure. You may be chatting with other people and talking. Sure. Uh, the, the things that are going on in that video game may be charging you up and, and causing your brain to fire, but it's a very limited space that you're firing in, uh, cognitively. And the other problem is that, and with all this stuff, there's a certain amount of dopamine release if we get into all of the research. There's a certain amount of uh, really, especially with video games, high-level dopamine releases that I'm not going to say, I'm not use the word, the A word, the addiction word, but it really makes it difficult to walk away from those things. And if we go for two solid months with this COVID-19 stuff, you're going to find that at the end of that two months, you're going to have fired so much of those of that dopamine into those dopamine receptors that regular life is going to be incredibly dull and boring. And the thing that I tell my, my son all the time is, yeah, regular life is incredibly dull and boring, even if you're doing something that you really, really enjoy. Uh, load my drums in to a gig, not the most fun thing in the world, but you know what? I would trade a whole pack. I'd, I'd trade a whole box of toilet paper to be able to uh, have a gig where I could go and load some drums right now. I really would. So uh, any of those things that are lean back or that that any kind of numbing out, I, you know, there's. I'm sure there's a lot of people doing other things that are, they're binging on besides just television and video games. Um, because eh, what do I know? Uh, I find though, if you'll mix up your mental activities. You're going to stay sharper. You're going to be less tired at the end of the day. You're going to want to sleep less. You know, you're not going to want to sleep 14 hours a day because you're depressed. You're going to want to sleep your seven or eight hours or maybe even six hours if you're super excited. I'm really excited about what we're doing around here to get our spaces all hooked up for all kinds of web streaming. So I'm a little bit more excited about staying up late and getting up early. The next thing to do, avoid ditching your normal routine while we're talking about when you get up and when you go to bed. Before all of this happened, if you had a routine where you got up at 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. and you went to bed at 10 or 11 or 12 midnight, try and stick to that as much as possible. Uh, I've I've not been great at this, uh, mainly because I had a couple of projects that actually had deadlines that uh, were quick turnarounds, and I stayed up a little later than I probably should have so I could meet that deadline and get those things in more than anything so I could get paid to be honest um, 
But the next morning, you know, there's one I can think of in particular. I was up to about four in the morning working on a project. I should have put it down and just started early the next day. Um, try and keep your routines that you normally have. Whatever your usual daily schedule is, try and keep that. Keep some regularity. Even for me, where every day is kind of different, it's also kind of the same. I've tried to build things into my morning at, in the beginning of the day and things at night at the end of the day that allow me to have some regularity to what happens with my schedule. And uh, even the things that I end up doing with work or now with um, the, the, the non-paying work that I'm doing around here to get this place as a facility up to the next level. Uh, those are still in that same uh, cadence, that same rhythm, that same timing. I'm eating lunch about the same time. I'm eating dinner about the same time. Uh, you know, when I do sit to watch a television show with my family, it's a, right about the same time it always would be normally. So try and stick to those normal routines that you've had. Um, you know, if if... You didn't do that for the first week. That's fine. We're all a little off our game right now. But I can tell you, yeah, maybe we'll consider that your vacation. That was your mulligan. And so now, uh, beginning this week, really get back into that uh, that mode you were into. If you normally would go to the gym in the mornings, uh, you can't go to the gym right now, but you can get outside or you can find a way to exercise indoors. Try and find a... uh, a substitute for that that will keep you from just going crazy with uh, too much time and not enough structure. We're creatures that really do crave structure. And when there is none, we end up being completely aimless. And that not that might not be bad for a day. In fact, if you took a if you had a day off in your regular schedule or you had two days off in your regular schedule, when you had to go work, Take two days off. Figure out something that you can do with the access you have to have a day off. Maybe you can't go to the movies, but you can pull up a movie and watch it with your family. Uh, maybe you couldn't uh, you know, drive and go see some kind of new site. Uh, you know, maybe occasionally we'll drive up to Dahlonega up in the mountains. Uh, maybe you can't go do that. Maybe you can't go to the mall. But you can try and find new experiences where you're at. Uh, Maybe you have never walked around your neighborhood. It's a great time to explore. Stay six feet away, though. Social distancing. But um, find some things on that true day off or those two true days off that resemble what you would do, the enjoyable things that you would do. Uh, Obviously, if you've got... Uh, if you got a, a house to keep clean and you got clothes to wash for yourself, please do those things. Uh, there's a lot of memes going around of people, uh, you know, wearing the same sweatpants for five days in a row and not washing clothes. And get back into that regular routine of of washing your clothes and 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 finding some kind of real pleasure in that very basic act. As much as possible, try and avoid being too sedentary. Uh, with even with a job that I've got, people think, "Well, you play drums all day, and you you're doing this." Uh, even playing drums is fairly sedentary in the fact that I'm sitting on my butt most of the time. Uh, occasionally, I'm standing up, but most of the time, I'm sitting on my butt. That that means I'm burning some calories when I play, 
but not nearly as much as if I go out and take a you know a brisk stroll or uh, get out and do some yard work. That's something I again I've tried to do with my son this week. We've um, we've cleaned out a lot of spaces and organized a lot of places around this house. Uh, we've done a lot of things that just had us moving around the house, upstairs, downstairs, uh, around the house, the other way around the house, up on a ladder. You know, doing those kind of things. Try not to be too sedentary. Get out of bed, get off the couch, walk around either your yard or your block, whatever you can do, and also sit in the sun. Uh, my dog, Vinny, one of the greatest things that he loves to do in the mornings, now that it's warmer, is when I'm writing my morning pages. The sun is just starting to come over onto our back deck, and he loves to go to the door because I sit right near the door to write, and he likes for me to let him out, and for 20 minutes or so, he just goes out and he just lays in the sun, and it's one of the, I can tell from the look on his face, it's one of the things he enjoys the most. For us, um, we get some vitamin D from the sun, but more than anything, sunlight, real sunlight, not these crazy yellow lights that we have in the studio definitely not the fluorescent lights in your kitchen real sunlight does wonders for being able to lift your mood and help you stay out of depression so get out move get in the sun you know if if uh, you can do whatever work you're doing sitting on your front porch sit on your front porch with your laptop and do whatever work that you need to be doing uh, there are a few times when I've taken uh, my iPad or my laptop or something where I could uh, sit somewhere else in the house that's near a window. Uh, those are great ways to uh, get you up, get you moving. And for me, I could sit down in my studio for 14 hours solid and not even realize the time went by. I enjoy that work, but it's not the most healthy thing to do. The sun is so important, man. It, it's one of the greatest free antidepressants that you could possibly lock into. And um, lastly, something I want you to avoid during all of this, and before I say it, because it's heavy, um, take a drink here, and if you've got one, salute. Mm. Got a little caffeine, a little pep in my step there. The biggest thing I want you to avoid, whether we're in the house for another two weeks or two months or two more quarters, <laughs> um, I want you to avoid giving up. The world's going to be different after all of this. This isn't the apocalypse. We're not going to be wiped off the face of the earth. I don't believe that. This is this these are dire times and what's happening now especially considering the health of our our entire globe it's serious but mankind is not going to get wiped off the face of the earth by this we're going to find our way past this now how is the world going to be different nobody knows but the one thing that you can't do at this point is you can't give up you can't allow yourself to just throw throw your cards down and walk away from the table. I mean, life's too important. You're too important. The things that you have left to do in this world are too important to do. So no matter how this world changes after all of this, 
you being here and you being present and you being healthy and you being happy are the things that are going to contribute to a better tomorrow, a better post-epidemic. Uh, uh, those, those things are what are going to make sure that our world is going to be better after we get through this. So if you need to, widen out your peripheral view. It's easy to get a very narrow focus during a time like this because maybe you don't have enough money. Believe me, that's something we're going through right now. There's not enough money right now. It's easy to focus on that and be obsessed about that and let that drag you down. Uh, for someone who really ties his identity a lot into what I do for my profession, it's easy to get lightning focused on the fact that there's not any work or not nearly enough work. Um, widen your peripheral view. See all of what's going on around you. When you do that, you're going to get to see the opportunities that are sitting right in front of you. I think when you do that, you'll be less likely to throw in the towel and just give up on this stuff. While you're at it, like we've talked about before, maybe if you're spending your time diversifying that portfolio, adding to your knowledge base, adding to your skill set, adding to your experiences, you're going to be a lot closer to bulletproof going forward both um, as a person and as a career professional. You're, you're going to have more things you know how to do, more ways that you can contribute and be of value. You're going to have more to offer by the time all of this is done. So don't give up. This is not the time to check out. If anything, this is the time to double down. This is the time to look at, as I've said before, this isn't the world happening to us. This is the world happening for us. This is a gift. All of this open time, we're going to look back a year from now, five years from now, ten years from now, some of us who are going to still be alive, and I will be, I know I will be, I'm going to, I'm going to make it 50 years from now, are going to look back at this period of time in our lives. And we're going to see it as a gift. This might be the time that you start a new business. This might be the time that you take in a brand new skill that all of a sudden shoots you into either a new career entirely or shoots you through the stratosphere in the industry that you're in already. If you're a professional creative, you might learn to do something in the creative arts that it defines what you do for the next three decades. But if you allow yourself to be distracted with all this other stuff that we've talked about today, that'll never happen for you. It just won't. So, here's the thing I can guarantee you. If you'll look at this time as a gift and you will harness it for the true power that's there, either things are going to get better for you and your life is going to be better at some point, or they're not. And if we get six months into this, a year into this, two years into this, and you've tried your hardest, you've done your the most you could do, you've committed and you've doubled down and you've put all of yourself into it, and things don't turn out good for you, the TV will still be there. All of those sedentary, lean-back things that you uh, would have been doing during this time, those things will still be there, I guarantee you. You can always go back to them. Whatever it is that causes you to veg out, miraculously will still be sitting there and waiting on you. So knowing that, 
How about we take the other path? We take the other road. We do this other thing that uh, opens up the possibilities. We know where the road of the sedentary and the distraction goes. We know how that ends up. For some people, it's happening to them right now. For some people, you know it's been happening to them for a long time, and you can look at the fruits of it. We know how that ends up. You don't know how your life is going to progress and transform and ultimately conclude if you go this other route where you enrich yourself, you find more new experiences, you have gratitude for what's left and and get energy from that and use that to learn and grow and relate to other people. You don't know how that's going to turn out. And to me, that's exciting. So what's been exciting is to be able to talk with you and have this time together. If you've watched all three pieces of this, all three parts, I really appreciate you. Uh, Make sure you leave a comment below to let me know how you're doing. If you're not following me on social media, uh, I'm I'm pretty much Brian Stevens everywhere. A few places I'm the Brian Stevens. Uh, That says a lot about me, doesn't it? Uh, (laughs) uh, Anyway, make sure you follow me, comment on stuff. I, 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 the time that I spend on social media, I'm trying to use it to connect with people and either offer them a glimpse into what's going on with me or uh, offer them some encouragement. So let me know how you're doing. And um, going forward, uh, let's lock arms and let's see how we can make everything better. Oh, before I go, there's two more parts to this that are not officially parts. Uh, I had a great conversation online on my Facebook Live with my buddy Charles Gardner, who's a Methodist minister. Now, we do get into a little bit of religious talk, uh, but here's what I'll guarantee you. I don't care what your faith is, you'll find it a valuable discussion. Uh, because I come from a very different place with my spiritual beliefs than my uh, Methodist reverend friend does. And we had the best conversation about uh, about all kinds of things, about empathy, about love, about uh, inclusion, uh, all that stuff. We had a great conversation. I'm going to put that up in a couple of days. Uh, we're finishing editing that now. And then we're going to do, You'll if you're if you're following me on my socials, we're going to do uh, like a live Facebook or a live YouTube, maybe both at the same time. We've been experimenting with technology to be able to be in multiple platforms at once. I want to have have a maybe 30 minutes to an hour later this week to check in with you and see how you're doing. So make sure you pay attention to all my social channels and see when that's going to happen. It'll be at the end of the week, probably in the afternoon or the evening. And uh, and we'll sit and we'll chat. We'll sit and we'll talk. I'll li- try and listen as much as I talk because I've talked a lot over the last three parts of this. Uh, but uh, there's an informal part five where... I want to know how you're doing, and I want to be able to talk with you. So we're going to try and use technology to be able to talk to some friends, and uh, I consider you my friend. So I hope that you're going to be there, uh, and please share all this stuff because I feel like it's valuable. I feel like it's encouraging. That's all I got for you, and uh, thanks so much for your time. If you haven't subscribed to the – if you're on YouTube and you haven't subscribed to the channel, make sure you hit subscribe. Ding that bell so that you get notifications every time there's a new video coming. And now that i got my son here and he's he's basically held captive, he's going to help me crank out a lot of new content. So thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your attention. And I will see you when I see you.